adversity, bring it. The struggle, I welcome. Snooze on life, never let it. I am Dave Regina, and this is the No Snooze Podcast. Come on. Welcome back, No Snooze Podcast, episode 176. As always, this is a great feeling. Not as always. I am in the booth with the OG three, the big three, Michael, the show, Pirelli. We have Claudio, the voice, Valenzuela, and I am Dave, the excited body, Regina. I am excited today. I am ecstatic. I have my brother next to me, the... OG3 is in the booth, as always. Welcome back to the show, Michael Pirelli. Thank you for having me. I've been watching this thing go up like a, a rocket, and it's just nice to be able to come and see all the uh, the excitement again. Oh, my God. So um, we were just talking off air, and Mike, Mike said something that I can't stop laughing about. He was like, you know the kid with the ankle weights? Explain that one. No, I was just saying, listen, I was like a kid, and you guys were the balloons. And then when I let go, all of a sudden, you guys are going up to the, to the sky. So I'm happy for you guys just like i drew it up you know timing wise yeah. i stepped aside so you guys could really take off and I'm, I'm proud of you guys i'm happy for you and it's good to be back when you said hey do you want to jump in the booth i i'm not gonna lie i was like i don't know if i can still do it like <laughs> this is a muscle that i haven't uh exercised in when was it that was a while ago. um yeah it was like four or five months ago yeah, yeah for those of you guys who don't know um michael the show pirelli because we do have some new listeners now um, you got a lot of new, you know, new listeners, new, David. <laughs> Apparently, a lot new, of people. New audience. Yeah. Um, so, if you haven't listened, Michael was the original co-host um, with me for the first 155 episodes. Yeah. Um, we've we've been together. We've been best friends since we were 15 years old, and we started this journey together. And then, you know, Mike recently over the past what is this year two now of your business? Uh, yeah, so, sophomore year. Sophomore right. So year. he's in his sophomore year of building out Mike Pirelli Greenwich Real Estate. Um, he's got two young kids, wife at home as well. Shout out to Dana Pirelli. Yep. The rock. Um, yeah. The, to, Not the, the boulder, literal rock. The boulder, you know if you I mean. will, of yeah, the family. Yeah. Not the, <laughs> the literal boulder rock. of the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, she doesn't look like the rock. Let's be clear. <laughs> um, more petite. So no, man, it's been a great journey, but just recently, four or five months ago, you know, Mike said, listen, I got to refocus my energy and, you know, you got to conserve energy. You got two yeah. young kids at home. You got yeah. the wife, you know, building out this this company. So I really respect, you know, you for obviously coming in and, and just having the honest conversation of yeah. like, you know, listen, I wish you guys the best. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, and you've been supportive, man. So I, I, I thank you and I miss you. I will I, say that. I appreciate it. And I, I'm happy to support and follow. You know, at the time, it was a very tough decision because we worked very hard for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys are still working hard. But to be able to let go, it was like Air Bud. You know, in the end of Air Bud, you're not a movie guy. I, I've seen Air Here Bud. we go. He the Golden not Retriever. A movie guy. <laughs> the Golden Retriever. Yeah, Air you Bud. know, when he's like, go get. I yeah. felt like that. Wow. So you guys were Air Bud. I'm like, I got to let him fly. <laughs> like, I'm not a part of the next chapter, yeah. but I believe in the book. Mm-hmm. So you got to step away and enjoy and watch it and, you know. Well, be a fan from afar. You will always be a part of of No Snooze and what we've built, my brother. Whenever there's like a live show or something, I'm going to be the one who calls in. Hey, uh, long <laughs> fan here. Uh, you know, been <laughs> listening since the beginning. I, I got a bone to pick. Where's that mic guy? This, this yeah. is great, though. We got to actually do this every couple months. Um, and you know, you oh, know let's not get crazy, right? Every couple months. Let's not get no, crazy. No, you can't do this. No, I mean, apparently you're getting all these big guests. Yeah, you can't. I would on, like, man. was there a bonus or something? No, what are we talking about? Come on, here? man. Can come you, on. Maybe a free steak. Talk to all your food guys. <laughs> Tell, uh, Tony Peck, like, let's get some free cigars in here. Like, some uh, let's get. It. Oh, you know, since since you've gone, we've got some really good chairs now. All right. <laughs> as soon as I leave, they're like, all right, let's get comfortable chairs. Let's get a cool boom mic. Like, they upgraded everything. Yeah, so, listen, and then CV has the audacity to say, "Do you want your chairs back?" <laughs> no, you 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 sucked all the life out of these poor chairs <laughs> and, and wrung them dry, and then you're like, here, take them and, back. And they they got creaky, man. Like we were trying to really hold out. Well, like, think, think about your guests. You're huge. <laughs> you know, you got big bold men who lit. Like you're like you got all guys that work out sitting yeah. on these poor little chairs. Oh my god. And these are nice. Times I are know, good. I huh? know. Listen, well, this was this was an Amazon purchase. 
CV was like, Dave, you know, you ready to cut that cut that bill for, yeah. you know, so Some shout out to Prolon, Attaboy. right, for, for bringing in the money yeah. to purchase these uh these Prolon chairs. was the, um, the, the fasting. The fasting. I haven't been fasting. Are you still doing you it? I mean, I haven't been fasting if you. Listen, I was getting, I was getting ready to get literally just set on fire by you guys by how <laughs> I walked in today. I, but what are we, what are we talking body wise? Are we, are we talking 15%? Violence? Well, 20? all right. Another bone to pick. 25? AC, right? You're my guy. AC, you're my guy. If you post me with abs one more time, <laughs> I get it. Whore me out, get business. I'm all for it. But if I got to see it and you tag me and you remind me of how far I've fallen. <laughs> um, no, no. In all seriousness, it's a balancing act, right? Mm -hmm. I don't feel unhealthy. I know there's. I don't feel healthy. I don't. <laughs> so year one in the real estate game was survival. Like, see, can I do it? Right. Like didn't have the full confidence was taken on properties and be like, I really, I was a little more nervous and anxious than I was the past 10 years. Are you, are you saying year one of the, of you having your own business? Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So there was a level of like anxiety and stress that it was unfamiliar because I hadn't felt that since I started in real estate. Mm. And now that you're like off on your own, you feel like instead of being behind like this, you know, if you were going on an island, you like, you had people on the island, it's you on an island. Yep. You're like, all right, how the hell do I get off this island? Right. So like year one was a lot of like trying to build the confidence up. Can I do it? Can I prove to myself that it was the right choice? And now year two, I really am starting to brace like, all right, well, you know, if someone wants to go have lunch with me, that's a client. I'm going to go have lunch with them. I'm not going to say no. Yes, you can be more controlled and like, you know, get salads or whatever. But at the same time, <laughs> there's a time and place to tighten up. And year two, it's being year a two. sophomore year is not a, a <laughs> not a tighten up year, not a tighten up year. I'm trying not to be as extreme with everything and find some type of like balance where maybe I'm healthy and I don't have a six pack, right? That's me. Do you have a six pack? No. Uh, it's 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 an illusion, if you will. I think I love a good illusion. It, it's an I illusion for illusion. sure. Yeah. Um, I think I have like a solid four, sometimes five. Okay. I'm never really six. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't close. know how it's possible to have five. I'm serious. You I believe five you. and not six. I'm being serious. I, I have you. like one at the bottom. Yeah. It's like one long one that yeah. goes across, yeah. and then like you know, like the four up top. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's an illusion, man. You yeah. know, it's all, it's all but it it's, uh, you know, I find the balance is fun. I enjoy the uh, <laughs> the kids. Are, I tell you, my schedule completely switched since we last talked. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't woke up. Wait, you had a schedule? Willingly before <laughs> before five since, I don't know, maybe last year because the, it's just so, I was getting so frustrated that it was never worth it. Because you get up and the kids would be up. And be yep. like, What's the point? Like, mm -hmm. I might as well sleep in and then them just wake me up. So that whole, like, you had a, when you have a system and it's somewhat working well, yep. and then it just gets destroyed, you're like, yeah. all right, I guess um, we'll start again. So I I mean, I, I got to know, you left in September, right? Business, yeah. how, how's business been? You guys went on vacation recently. Vacation. How are the girls? Yeah. Give, me, give me the updates. Ooh, uh, girls are getting big. Um, Juliana, as I anticipated, is crazier than Livy. Um, in a good way, mm -hmm. a lot of energy, like they're starting to, how do I put this? So like, for example, like when Callie came over, right. Mm -hmm. And they were all together, they became this like super, when the power Rangers used to become like that super big, power <laughs> Ranger, they become that cause they're feed off the energy yep. and, uh, it was fun to watch, but then you realize like you're outflanked, like <laughs> you're in trouble because now they're working together against you. Matt's kids were there too, right? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. So and then you had them running around, and then like, I'm really enjoying it because the baby phase. I've been very public and get I get flamed for this and roasted. But I'm not a big fan of the baby phase. <laughs> it's tough. Baby phase is tough. There's not yeah. a lot of reward. One and a half, two. It's hard, but it gets a lot, a lot more fun. Yes. Because you have conversations. They react. They recognize you when They're you walk in like, the room. Oh, daddy. <laughs> you know da, da, da. Or no. Yes. Like so. All that to be said, like Livy and Juliana are really getting along and they're a little team. And sometimes as angry as I get or frustrated Dana and I get with them when they don't listen, when they're doing it together, I get a kick out of it. When they both say no and run away, it's hilarious because you're <laughs> like, no, we got to go. But no. And then, yeah, they, and then they go. Um, so that's been fun. Um, year one of the real estate world was a wild ride. It was I would say 80, no, maybe 70, 60 to 70% 70, 70 of business was listings. When I left my uh, my previous company and started my own firm, the listings dried up because the inventory was so tight. So we had like, you know, uh, 
we had, I had to refocus and do a lot of buyers and investors, mm-hmm. which is a lot more hard to control your schedule because you're at the mercy of your buyers and your investors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that with two young kids, you know, the stress of telling Dana, hey, I got to run out for three hours. I'll be back. You know, I have this report I got to get done. You know, I was putting in and I still am. So say the day starts at seven with the kids. Kids are at school by nine. Uh, start working from nine to five. Kids get home at five. Kids go down at 839 maybe mm-hmm. after you do dead bedtime and then back in the office from nine to midnight, Oof. if not longer. Wow. And that was every day for the first year. So that was and wild. That, and that's basically to pay the bills, right? Uh, so not another real estate show was this like another wrinkle I threw out there because I wanted to track the reality of like, all right, we're starting a company. It's not from scratch technically, mm-hmm. but our own firm to be able to either look back um, for new fans to kind of like, hey, I discovered him in year three, and now I'm watching him in year one, like How not do doing him a lot of business, and it's fun to see the trajectory. So we made a decision to get very public about volume of sales, which adds another element of like, we're putting everything out there for people to be critical and potentially judge the volume in a very competitive market, right? So we ended up doing 13, just under $13 million in volume, which sounds like a lot, but in Greenwich, it's nothing. People do $100 million deals. Right. So that was like a tough, hey, we're being public, so you got to go out and get this business in a hard market because you committed to telling people how much volume you're selling. Mm -hmm. So that was like an added pressure I didn't need to do. Right. But I think it helped because I'm like, I don't want to embarrass myself. So like, let's really put our foot in the gas and try to sell some houses, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, year one was wild. Year one was wild with the family, the the business. I'm happy I did it, but it was a it was a tough year. Yeah, very hard. Um, so the start of year two, I guess I guess since you've let's talk about you making the decision to to leave the podcast. Obviously, yeah, a yeah. tough decision, yeah. but yeah. at that time, I understood fully, and I understand obviously yeah. the the sacrifice that yeah. you had to make to put the energy into the podcast. Was this more a because I think this is valuable to people, right? When you have all these commitments in life, right? It's it's you have to you have to see what's obviously bringing the most value to you. And at that moment, was it more of like a mental release for you to get rid of something that you know you're putting in a lot of mental yeah. work to? Yeah. Um, and then has that allowed you the freedom to build things out the way that you you need to build them out? So it was a couple things. It was I felt like I was holding you guys back because of my schedule, right? And your approach and what you wanted to do, I agreed with, but it wasn't what I wanted to do, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like In we, what way? So when we first started, I remember we had the conversation from like, you guys should have your own brands yes, because there's going to be things that you want to do, like public speaking. Mm-hmm. You enjoy it, right? I don't think I'll ever do any public speaking because it's not something that I – enjoy doing look right. forward to you know i've given best man speeches and they've done fine it's just not they've a f- been phenomenal they've been good they've been great but that format for me is like not something in the future i see like when i look at the vision of what i'm trying to build that's not really involved yeah right so <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. <laughs> but when i thought through everything i said all right you know dave and claudio and i have built this thing i think it can go to another level but i don't think me being here helps it get the, get it there, A. And then B, I don't think it's something that if we started making a fortune on no snooze, I'd still do the real estate thing. Right, right. right. Like my real passion, mm-hmm. my vision, what I want to do, and like the whole reason I started everything was for the real estate. Mm-hmm. So when it came to that, it was a situation of like, all right, selfishly, I need the mental capacity to put everything into this one thing. And there are things that shoot off it, like the food show, yep. like other things that we do, but it's all under the real estate umbrella. Right. And No Snooze helped that, but was very kind of, uh, it was another thing on the side of it, mm-hmm. right? Like it didn't completely align. add to it, right, align, right. Yeah. good word, align. So selfishly, it was that. And then unselfishly, it was like, well, I need to step back because I know they want to take the next level. And I, you know, I don't want to see my friends struggle right. with it because of my schedule or my lack mm-hmm. of 
wanting to do the things that they want to do, which will help. Right. So. Now, when do you think is the right time to do that? Because I think a lot of people get into this. Like, I think a lot of people have side businesses that yep. they do with friends. And like, there's always the thought, I'm sure even for CV for a long time, he's like, damn, man, we're not really making the money that we want to yeah. make here. Like, this yeah. is a lot of effort. Yeah. He happens to enjoy this whole production scene, which is great. So he yeah. gets that fixed there. But I'm curious, I guess, when, when, what would you say, when is the right time to do that? So, like to 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 bow out or something, you know? Yeah. So I, m the hard thing for me is I think I can do everything. So when someone comes to me with a project, I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Like no problem. And then the reality of the kids and two, especially two, once we had two, I was like, my life's never the same as far as it's best thing we ever did because now it's a lot easier for me to say no to things because mm -hmm. when I say yes, I'm taking time away from them. Right. So whenever I'm doing, I'm like, I'm going to do it else. It's a waste of time and I'm wasting my time with my kids, right, right? right? So at so once we had the second, then I had to really think about it. I'm like, all right, I can't do everything. I have a limited amount of energy. Where am I going to put my energy? Then it was like, all right, do I am I overly stressed about this thing? And does it contribute to what I'm building? Or am I just doing it because I don't want to let people down? Mm -hmm. And that realization of like i'm doing it right now and i'm not putting a lot of energy into it because i don't have the time to do it and i i feel like i'm just doing it because i'm afraid to tell dave and claudio like i don't have the time anymore mm -hmm. and it's not something that i can commit to at the cadence that it needs to right. to grow to grow so i was i think i've said in the pack as podcast a bunch of times when i have this the same thought over and over in a situation there you got to change something right and the thought kept being like, damn, like I'm late to go to the podcast. I have so much work to do. I need to do this other stuff. Like it just became a burden. A burden. I that's the word I was like. On my mental go. state, physical state, like it all became mm -hmm. a burden in a not in a positive way. Whereas I'm like, we started it and I had a lot of fun with right. it. And that fun is being overshadowed by the sh like when I was like when you hit record. I always had fun. Mm -hmm. It's not of like course. I didn't enjoy yeah. it. But like, the whole leading up to it, the night before. Like, I prep. felt bad when you guys were like, what do you want to talk about? I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I have so yeah. much, like, you know, you just, I just felt like I wasn't giving it the attention mm -hmm. that it needed, especially knowing where you guys wanted to take it. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was a fed up moment. Mm -hmm. Personally, where at one morning I was like, I got to talk, you know. I can't do this anymore. And now take us through the, because I think a lot of people get, have that same thought. Like even me, I, I've quit things in the past, yep. stopped doing them because it becomes yeah. a burden, right? Yep. But we're also so fearful as human beings of other people's reactions to things, even when we know that this, you knew that this was the right decision for you, yeah. right? You needed it. But then to see us basically, because if you really love somebody and you have love for somebody, yeah. you're going to be supportive. Like, yeah, even yeah, if, yeah. you know, like you're my my right hand, well, left, I guess, on this show. But, you know, um, my, my right hand man when it comes to the show. Yeah, yeah. But if I really want the best for you yeah. and I'm truly understanding of the other stress factors in your life. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to support you. And CV, of course, he's going to support you. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think that was a good, I guess, lesson just for us too. like. And and any human being in general, your your thought of what how people are going to react, it's not reality most of the time. No, right? Like you were scared of this in I, your own mind, and not scared like I'm gonna no, beat you up. Was, I mean, no, you know. no, I just I didn't want the biggest thing. I didn't want you guys to take it the wrong way. Like, like I wasn't down. quitting on you guys. I was. I honestly thought I was taking a step aside to let you guys do whatever you wanted to do because, right. like, the interview approach, right? Mm -hmm. The biggest stress in my life is scheduling, right? You know, I, I don't even know how many clients I have at the moment, but like just getting my schedule for a weekend right. and making sure I set up time and tell Dana and then be like, all right, Sunday, for example, I had an inspection that popped up out of nowhere because we got an accepted offer. I'm at the inspection from 930 in the morning to, to noon or whatever, 1230. Then I was like, Dana, I really want to come home and go to the, the um, candy ice cream shop with the kids. Because I want to like mm -hmm. do stuff with them if I'm really busy. Oh yeah, you know, tell us. So hey, I'm on my back for inspection. Let's go to the candy shop, and then I gotta go back out for another showing at three thirty, right? So then I go to the candy shop, back to a showing. Then all right, Dean, like I want to take Livy out to the movie. Like when I get out of my inspection, I'll come pick her up. Mm -hmm. We'll meet you guys for dinner. So like, just the the day to day of the scheduling yes and then the thought of like oh my god then in addition i'm gonna have to work with your two schedules right a random guest not random but no no guest, yeah of course of course it's and then squeeze that in and then there's a chance 
that an inspection will pop up and I got to drop it off or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like that whole domino of scheduling was so overwhelming to me. And every time you guys are like, what if I'm like, I always shut it down. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. You know? No, no, I, I, I got it. And I think it's a great conversation. Let me ask you this. Yes. Do you think the timing, <clears throat> I probably in hindsight, I'm guessing when I first said it, you guys were both, it seemed like you guys were relieved. Not in a not in a bad way. I didn't take it a bad way, but it mm -hmm. seemed like you guys were like, "All right, we know what we got to do now, so let's go do it." Did it? It seemed that yeah, way. Yeah, the only the only thing for me that I knew, and it was it became evident over some time. Yeah, was the fact that it was becoming more of a burden yeah, to you. Yeah, which you know? we kind of talked about earlier. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But then we would work through it, yep, and yep. then I think it just became too much of a of a stress. Whereas something like this, it like I. Personally, yep. when I'm here, yeah. I leave here and I really feel inspired. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad thinking like you would leave here and be like, "Oh my god, I got to go to the next thing. I got to go to this." Yeah, you know, well, my focus wasn't here, right? So it wasn't like I didn't enjoy it while I was here. But as soon as it ended, I'm like, "Wow, I'm really behind." That was like the thought, right? Know? But I, I think for for us, we it, it became evident. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. then when you said it, yeah. we were like, "Oh, we already know yeah, it's yeah. okay." But yeah. now it did give us the flexibility yeah. of being like, okay, well, where do we, the only thing that I will say was CV and I had to sit down real quick because what yeah. I didn't want to do was have a, a lapse yeah, in yeah, yeah. content, a lapse in time. Yeah. You know how I roll. You guys did a good job with that, by the way. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I kind of went into like, uh, oh my, do you even remember the conversation CV? I really, I, I don't even yeah, remember how, how it went combo? down, was it but like I remember being like, yo, we need a shift. Yeah. I'm going to start reaching out like immediately to yeah. at least for the next few weeks, I'll book some guests to give us some time. Yeah. Then I think the first episode we did ironically was with Sean Degnan, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that episode, I remember CV being like, yo, you might've found your new co-host. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. well, I don't think we want to co-host yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah. Dave, Dave, don't say it like that in front of him. Come on. What? Man. Not at all. <laughs> no. His replacement. Oh, no, no. no but that, because uh, my point is that's joking, where the mindset yeah. was. No Snooze was always a two-man show. So to you, you and were it, like, oh, you found somebody that you can probably go back and forth And with. I don't take any in, because remember in the convo when I talked to you guys, when I told you I would be leaving, mm -hmm. I said, I'm like, I here's some people that I think would be great right. because of the vibe that you got. You yes. Know? So I wasn't like expecting you to have the seat right. empty with a, a picture of me when you had, you know <laughs> I mean? But also, you know, you do have to like that was a good I didn't even think about stopping the podcast to me was no option. Yeah. Yep. You know, so it yeah, was like, yeah. okay, what's the first action that we always talk about action, right? Yep. What's the first action that I can take? And at least what I can do is go through my immediate network yeah. and book some guests for the next couple weeks. And you guys were part of the reason too I thought it was good timing is because I knew you guys were prepared as far as like you had all these ideas of guests. Right. I just stopped it. Right. So like once we said that, I'm like, you know, I know yep. they would probably do something to that extent. You and know? again, like I think I think the thought process for me was, you know, I see no snooze as a big, a big brand, right? And I see it like, you know, us doing live shows and doing all that stuff. But to get there, I do think there's something to be said about incorporating the local world, yeah. right? So like I, I at first, when I think of guests, I'm like, oh, you know, the, well, the typical thought would be like, how many followers do they have? What's their, you know, what, how do they dominate their market? Blah, blah, blah. Whereas I didn't do that. I looked at more of like people's stories yep. versus their following. Right. Like Sean Degnan's episode, dude. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have a huge following in terms of the number on Instagram. He's got a yeah. couple thousand, which is great. Yeah. But he owns four businesses. Yeah. His his impact and his direct network is humongous. Yeah. To be able to fill a room with 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 dudes at the snap of a finger, yeah. you got some influence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when I saw the numbers, even of the people that were reposting and, and listening to that podcast specifically, I was like, oh, this is this is. Well, we're on to something. You know how I feel about like being local and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think it was smart because you guys pulled local people. Right. So then the people that know them, so you're getting a, like a good um, concentration of fans. Exactly. Or, or followers, whatever you want to call the people, the snoozers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no snoozers. Um, so no, I thought it was good. CV, what was your reaction immediately? Were you like, oh shit, the star's gone? I was, I was like, kidding. thank God, <laughs> we can move. No, I don't know. It was, it's you know, it's it's it was a little sad because it was yeah. it's something that you started together. And um, it was kind of like, what what do we do now? You yeah. know, and I yeah. think I think I mean he's kind of more saying it more eloquently, but it's yeah, it's like what do you what's the first thing you're gonna do? Yeah, you know, we're not gonna sit here and mope. Yep, yep. So it's like you take action. So yeah, you, you know, it's yeah. I think it's even how I think too. Is like 
you solve the problem, just kind of keep it moving. Yep. And right. then and it was good that you guys go kept it moving because it was like I don't think you missed a beat. Which but I'll is tell good. you this: though, it's easy for me though. I just have to hit record and just yeah, be yeah. here. Yeah. You know, this guy has more yeah. of a he has a little bit more on his plate to have to figure out. Hundred percent. You know, guests and, yeah. and the networking, and that's something that he's strong at that I'm not. Yeah. So that I would have been like, oh. But personally, I think when it happened, I was like, yeah. Once they get the guests, he's gonna be because you enjoyed the interviewing before yeah. like when we initially started we did the guests yes we did and i thought guests. they went well yeah yep. for me i wasn't into it because i'm right. like i don't want to talk to guests like i i don't want to do the research on the people mm -hmm. i was very like black and white about it um not that i wasn't interested in the people i just didn't have the time right. to give 100%. it so when i rolled in i was like i don't know what the hell this person does or yep. and then when we talked to him i felt guilty of like I didn't respect your time, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? No, no, no. So I, I, I and I know how you prepare for that stuff. So I was like, oh, they're gonna. And, and that's the thing. I, I leaned on, I guess my my resources, right? Yeah, like yeah. my personal skills, which is that like I can interview anybody like that. I just need to, <laughs> you know, I do need to look Excuse up me. certain things, and I like to be knowledgeable prior to to an episode because I like <clears> asking <throat> intriguing questions that are gonna give answers to where it's not your typical answer. Like I'm going to make you think a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I enjoy that back and forth with people, but <clears throat> I think for me at first I was like, okay, well the goal of the show is to continue to move at this point. Yeah. Right. So what's the best way to do that? And I think it was, it was that local market. And it's something that I think we're not really going to get away from until you start taking those, you know, trips, you start doing live shows, you can bring on people. So I think the vision is global, but the action is local. Well does said. That, does that well, make sense? Local. You know what I mean? Everything starts local. Yeah, but you have to you have to so, really because people will say, and I someone keep saying, says that. Someone says, like, oh, you want to do all this? Like, do you, does everyone in your town know who you are? Right. And they're like, no. It's like, then why would everyone in the world know who you are? Exactly. You know, we I also think though, the local though is relative, right? So local right now means maybe this our oh, area. Yeah. And yeah. as you get bigger, as it the expands. show gets bigger, yeah. your local starts kind of getting wider and wider yeah. until the point yeah. you are kind of global, because then you are an image that is recognized, right. you know. Are you looking to elevate your brand with captivating visuals and immersive sound? Look no further than the home of the No Snooze podcast, Kai Visions Productions, your go-to destination for cutting-edge audio and video production. At Kai Visions, we don't just create content. We create experiences that leave a lasting impact. From podcasts, YouTube variety shows, sleek corporate videos, to attention-grabbing promotional campaigns, our team of experts is dedicated to turning your vision into reality. Choose Kai Visions for a production experience like no other. It's time to make your brand known. Contact us today at kaivisions at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at Kai Visions. Kai Visions Productions, where audiovisual excellence meets innovation. Now, back to the epi. So the you know that guy Chris Williamson? You ever listen to him? No. He's um he you would know him if Chris you saw if him. I saw his he's face got an there. accent. Chris uh, Williamson. He does he has a podcast. I don't even know what it's called, but I don't shout out Chris no, I, I, I listen I listen sometimes to stuff and I, like I see him, but I don't even know what it's called. Um he was a club promoter and his whole thing was like, All right, well, if you're promoting a club, you're selling people on who's in the club. Right. You're not selling right. the club. You're selling on the scene at the club. Mm. And he related that to building out a following. He's like, if everyone in your name, your town is in this club, wouldn't you want to be like, why am I not in this mm -hmm. club? Right. So like your approach that the new approach of being the like being more locally based and maybe it's not Justin Bieber you're interviewing, but it's right. a local, right. you know, celebrity, whatever you want to call the local people. Sean knows everyone. Somebody you, Tony knows every, like mm -hmm. all the people you've had are very well connected. It makes sense. It's like you get people into this club and then the club just keeps growing. Right. Right. So, and then also it was like, all right, trying <clears throat> to figure out other ways to now bring in some revenue for the podcast. Yeah, we all yeah. got to a point that we're yeah. like, yo, like, you know, we've been, okay, we're consistent now. Like, let's, let's now monetize. Whereas my yeah. thing, we always would go back and forth, you and I on that. So, my, it's funny because when you guys rolled out the event, I had anxiety about the event because of the sausage party I did last <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. It was a huge success. Yeah. But the stress of pushing tickets, right? It, it's full time. Like you have oh, to keep 100%. reminding people, you have to be coordinating. There's variables and it's very like it's a one it's 
it lasts more than that event, mm-hmm. but it's so much effort for that one point in time. Yes. That even in my conversation with the Tell Mike's and your team is like, listen, I'm not doing that again, you know, because I can't control my time well enough. I'm not going to do events in the future. If anything, I'll have a pop up at my office that is very controlled. And if it rains, it rains, but I'm not on the hook and putting a lot of money up front right. for something that is a, va- a big variable. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's not the right model, but for me, in the day-to-day of the stress of selling real estate, I can't add the stress of hosting events. Right. right? And then also, like this ticket, right? Yeah. The cheap ticket is $750 for three days. So our what? Yeah, our ticket price. So this is a three-day event, right? Okay. Our ticket price was $750 for a day pass. A day. One a day, day pass. No, a three-day pass. Are you snuggling with the people too for a day pass? And then the expensive ticket was a $3,500 ticket. Holy. But think about it. All your meals are included. But Joe Girardi's going to be there. Joe right? Girardi's keynoting. How'd you get that? We have- How'd you get Joe? <laughs> you know, so- Connections. That's cool. But also then, you know, we got to jump on a call and you got to pitch them because like oh, you, yeah. you can get in the door. Yeah, yeah. But they're not just going to do you a favor if they don't believe in what it is that you're doing. You got to right? close them. So th- think about this, though, like how this it's all pretty cool. how this all transpired is basically I do an episode with Tony Peck. Yeah. Right. This woman, Steph Madonia, Madonia Bakery on Arthur Avenue reaches out. Right. Delicious, by the way. Delicious. (laughs) And Steph, I actually didn't even see the DM. Didn't someone bring Madonia cookies or something to us one time? Madonia's been. uh, What's oh uh, the 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 two girls? Remember the two women that we had on the podcast? Oh yeah, was that from Madonia? They brought Madonia. Oh yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So she actually she actually reaches out. I could be lying. And I didn't see the DM. Like it kind of went to that weird, stupid, hidden spot, you know, on Instagram. That I I, hate that. First of all, and sometimes they're great. It just doesn't make sense. Well, because I I missed a real opportunity. Yeah, it's a request or something. So Steph was following the podcast, and she re-listened when Sean and I happened to drop the episode. Okay. I didn't answer her DM. She DMs Sean and is like, "Hey, I just listened to the No Suits podcast with you and Dave. I think you know you guys are onto something." Sean posts a story. A story on Instagram that said, would anybody be interested in a men's retreat? Mm -hmm. Really, like, got some good traction. Sean would send me screenshots. Yo, I think people are into this. Like, we can do this. Mm -hmm. Steph is like, hey, I have a 160-acre property that I manage in New Paltz, New York. You know, this might be a really good thing. Yeah. Two weeks later, we end up going to see this property. You you say she manages it. What does that mean? So she's the founder of Keep Becoming Events, which is an event company, and she now has added this property to her repertoire of access for events. Oh, it's pretty organic. Yeah. Right? Pretty cool. So, like, she was like, hey, I want to be involved on a partner level, pretty much. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll work something out financially in terms of getting this place, but I can get you a really good price on this 160-acre property. Probably still thousands of dollars, but yeah, yeah, still. you know, for, in, what, rela- for what it is in relation, it's right? Not bad, yeah. So we go see this property, and the ironic thing is, I was saying, I feel like I'm supposed to be here, but you're sitting on 160 acres with four or five houses. CV? Did you have a cowboy hat on? <laughs> I mean, just the, the most talk about eloquent. I mean, the marble, pretty cool. The, the marble, the 25 person. Uh, dining room table, yeah, dining room like. Huge. But when I sat down, I felt like I was supposed to be there. Yeah. So literally that day, we lock in the place. Don't even have a concept of like a cost of a ticket or this or that. Yeah. Sean it's happens hilarious. to own and operate the Sale House in Tarrytown, which is yep. a great restaurant. Yeah. So he's like, "Yo, I could do the food at a, di- you know, it's still going to cost, but we can do it at yep. a good yep. price, competitive advantage." Which, when you're running an event for three days, it's like, okay, well, where the hell are people going to sleep? What are they going to eat? Like, how are we doing this? So when we broke down the cost, chicken fingers and fries, right? <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing: like, we're having Joe Girardi, so like, we're going to be serving steak dinners, like. You I want you to I mean? finish this, but I got to mention real what? quick. I went to an event mm-hmm. and they gave us cookies and wine and then they pitched us <laughs> on health for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I told the people who organized us it first off. You gave me a cookie <laughs> and, and a glass of wine <laughs> and, and then you told me how to be healthy after yeah. that. I'm like, that you're creating <laughs> the market. Right, anyway, right. go ahead. So, so you're, making, you're bringing s- steaks. Yeah. I mean, we're talking really good food. You're not, this is a high end event now that we're doing, right? So yeah. again, you can't charge a $750 day pass or a $3,000 ticket okay. and just serve. That stresses me out. Chicken fingers and fries. I, I was, yeah. Dude, when we did so, sausage, house, sausage party, I was worried. I'm like, people aren't going to think this is I, Dude, so it. the good thing is we only wanted to sell 25 tickets. That's smart. Because. Like, start control. Yeah, you, you're going to control the environment. You're going to get men who are invested in this, you know, and yeah. there needs to be some level of a financial 
you know, like you yeah, need to yeah. put that money and in, invest in you. Or to, not incentive, but well, skin but in yeah, the game. for yourself, skin, skin in, the in the game, game right? Yeah, yeah. To hold you accountable. Yeah. I know just from going to Mohegan Sun with my boys for a night, I'm spending seven hundred dollars. So if I'm on a three day, right? If I'm on a three day retreat, <laughs> that's not the average. That's not like the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, think about no, it. Yeah, between you, hotel, exactly. hotels like four hundred, dinners one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks. Before that's the thing. Like you, people, they not much of a trip. At first, no, no, no. But at first, you you hear three days and you're like, oh my god, fifteen hundred dollar ticket, twenty five hundred dollar ticket, thirty five hundred dollar ticket. Sounds expensive. When you break it out. But when you're getting and and when if you're gonna come to this event and you're actually gonna take away the things that you can take away. This could be life changing for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. really can. People, the I mean, people go to events all the time for a lot more dude, money. We, out of the twenty-two men that are coming now, right? We have already started to do like some data stuff. I mean, you're talking about SWAT team officers. It's pretty cool. You're talking about firemen. You're talking about people who own plumbing companies, towing companies, doctors of physical therapy, dentists. Um, oh, own and operating construction companies. When we started to break down the individual that's coming and the amount of businesses that we own as these 22 men right now, yeah. that number is in the 50s. It's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like now the connections and the networking opportunities that are going to come from this yeah. and the brotherhood that you're going to build if you're all in. Now, if yeah, you come yeah. to this event and you paid the money and you want to bullshit through it, yeah. no problem. It's like going to, the way I saw it was like, oh, it's kind of cool. You're like going to like a basketball camp. You know when you go to basketball camp, Usually you don't know you're in a bit. <laughs> yes, I know. No, but you all right. Any type of like where you stay over, mm -hmm. you some you get close to people in right. a short amount of time. Right. Because you're sharing in a hard experience or whatever the experience is, mm -hmm. and then you have these inside jokes. Like even a, you go on a bachelor party, you've never met the people before at the wedding, you're like, oh, what's up? Like right. there's that level of uh camaraderie, camaraderie yes. that develops, which I think is super interesting. And if yes. you have a lot of people that are on the same rowing the same way, whatever the terminology, right. it's pretty, yeah. And, and the breakout sessions that we have drafted, like it, it actually all came from connections through the podcast. Yeah. You know, like we have organic, form, former UFC, organic VP, Diamandi, uh, uh, Lingo's coming, who we did a great episode with. She's going to talk about what a you great know, name. relationships with masculine and feminine energy, body inflammation. Um, we have a uh, men's hormone optimization session that's coming out cool. with Christian Palmer. We have Elevate Med Spa of Greenwich coming to- I saw that. Inject yeah, people yeah. with vitamin B12. Shout out to Melissa. Um, we have sponsors. We have Athletic Brewing Company sponsoring the Saw event. That too. We have Athletic is, Brewing in our fridge right now. I mean, Dana huge. picked it up. Like we 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 started with nothing, cool. Mike. You started yeah. with a little little idea. Listen, I, like and, I said, I let the balloon go, and you're flowing <laughs> up. What do you want me to say? You're welcome. Um, uh, but to think that this this idea right is now reality, and it's happening a week from now. Yeah. Right. By the time this episode airs, yep. it will already have happened. Yep. At first, and I, st I st I'm still nervous. I'm sure. You know, I mean, when, and I'm, so and when now, are you guys going up? Uh, like, that day, Friday. We're so going, going on Friday, Friday. Friday morning. When do people arrive? Four o'clock. Oh, in the afternoon. Yep. Four nice. p.m. And um, that's the day pass, or that's a week. Is everyone um, a weekend? It's the whole weekend. It's fr but, but I'm saying you had the levels. Are yeah. Like, so the day pass is you can come for three days. Yeah. To the event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, you, you just can't like staying over. over. Right. But if you want to drive an hour, you can do that, yeah. or you can. Are people go, doing any, anyone doing like the we, day passes? We have not. We sold two day passes. Gotcha. Um, but that's so not really our model. Are kinda, yeah, yeah, because yeah. think about it. If you're going to spend seven fifty, yeah, if you're going to spend seven fifty, why wouldn't you spend fifteen hundred and sleep there? Yeah. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's like, like a hotel. Just, yeah. And I get it. It's expensive, but like, why would you do yeah. that? Yeah. Um, so we had it as an option just for cost, but it, like in terms of efficiency, you really want to be driving back and forth? I don't know. No. I, yeah. Um, I did that moment he can sum for the uh, boxing match. It's a lot. For Cordell, but he is the real deal. He's, he's nice. Dude, dominant. I was exhausted though, because uh, Dev, who like promotes and mm -hmm. uh, she's a friend, um, she kept saying, like, you got to come see a fight. And I felt so guilty. I'm like, you know what? I could sneak up there. You know when you say I could sneak up there and then yeah. in your head like it's an hour drive? It's two hour drive. Right. You know, hour and 45 minutes. And then I'm like, yeah, the fight probably is not that late. Fight started at midnight, right? Mm -hmm. So I got home at like 2, 3. And then How do you the, fight at midnight? Yeah, that's what I said. But he, I mean, sleep at midnight. dude, he was dominant. Like he was picking the poor guy apart. Like the guy had no shot. He was trying to bully box him and like lean on him and stuff. And Cordell was just standing there like holding him up and just jabbing him in like uppercuts. It was hilarious. Uh, he, he's a real beast. It was fun to watch in person because yeah. when you see him here, you're like, oh, he doesn't look that big. And then when he's in the ring, his they back's huge. huge. Well, this, how big do you think I would look in a boxing ring? 
you look like a monster. Would I look People like Tyson would, Fury? No, I, I'm, no first you, of all, you, you look, look like Tyson Fury. That, not me. No, that's messed up. <laughs> Tyson Fury? Come on. He's sloppier like than me. Um, <laughs> but he's a monster, though. But we got sidetracked. But yeah, like driving up and driving back was a nightmare. I'm more it like was. Wilder. Yeah, Wilder. But he's, no, dude. you're thick, no. dude. You're thick. <laughs> I, I think maybe, maybe you look, I should do you look this. like Mike Tyson. Basically, maybe I should do this. Do one fight, but don't don't. I don't. I don't need contact with anybody. Just take a couple pictures. Don't contact. No, no contact. Oh, just like just take a couple it? pictures. Of stage like you're it. shooting a movie. You know, yeah, yeah. Give me one body shot. You know, a nice so little I, action. I, shot. I want to get back to the event because I'm very Go curious. Ahead. So, like, what is the level of stress? Like, what? Like, I know personally, when you're leading up to an event, it's mm-hmm. like, all right, we got to move tickets because we have money invested. Right. Then once you sell the tickets, in my head, I'm always like, we got to deliver now. Yes. <laughs> like, what are we, like, what's good? But you're very good with organization. Right. Checklists, like, and, figure and, and set up. And Sean has been instrumental, and so has Steph, too. She's basically yeah. the event. So she became the event coordinator. Yeah. Um, are you documenting all this, by the way? Like, is CV going up and documenting yes, all that? Oh, yeah, all right, yeah, good. yeah. Um, CV's been involved from from day one. He was there with us shooting content of the p- property tour cool. when we yeah, were yeah. up there. But I'm so saying, like, if all that. You, once you document it once, then mm-hmm. it makes it easier in 100%. the future because then you have like actual. And even for sponsorships and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the first one's it, the hardest yeah, one because yeah, yeah, exactly. you have no like. So we battled all that. But the thing that I didn't like, even when it comes to this this event planning, is like there's a lot of last minute stuff. And even people signing up for tickets, mm-hmm. you know, when you're when you're asking that ticket price, yeah, yeah. It, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And it's like, yo, man, we got to pay Joe Girardi. Like, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah. pay this We ticket. got bills. But you don't want to look, you know, like. You, yeah, yeah. So that part was definitely stressful. Yeah. But then once we sold the tickets, we're like, OK, Sean and I personally are not in this first one to really make money. Right. Like yeah, yeah, CV's yeah. going to yep. get paid. Yep. The people involved are going to get paid. All the you're speakers. You're taking care of everyone. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But like Sean yep. and I really are not in this to make money right now which is i think the way to do it you have to yeah you have to and you have to be okay with that and genuinely want to still do something because if you don't want to genuinely do it then you should not that should not be for you yeah right i mean ultimately you're going to make money in the future but it's like all right we're figuring out the model we're proving a concept yeah it makes sense if you don't lose money it's a plus right right in theory so sean and i actually just went up there yesterday to really map out what the outdoor activities look like because this is a mix like it's a mix of like breakout sessions where we're going to be in rooms and you know people are going to come speak and you have that then you have your meals you have your leisure activities but then you have like ORTs what we're calling it outdoor resilience training right this would be perfect for you where you're <laughs> where I you're saw, doing the cold I plunges ice bass. I'm, I'm like I'm good where you're doing good, the cold plunges in an actual lake with ice you know Sean's, I gotta work this Sean's weekend, cuckoo dude. oh sorry. I'm going ice Don't skating Saturday with the family it's gonna be bad it's gonna <laughs> you be can real come bad ice skate up there man you could ice skate with the family while we're doing a men's retreat <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the plan. Did you have any phase, women that reached out and were like, yes. Yeah, really? Yes. yes. I could see that. Um, your girl, um, Haven uh, by Brooke. Oh, Brooke? Yeah. She looks great. Yes. Have you seen her? Yes. So She's she was like, it. is this only for men? And yeah, I'm yeah. like, it says men. She's the best. I had, we uh, caught up with her recently because we haven't talked to her forever. Yeah. She looks great. She's doing great. No, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, so you asked about the stress level, right? Very so the, the stress too. level like continues to change, I think. Um, but now, once you really embrace the fact of, no, I'm actually supposed to be leading this event. Like, yeah. That was a big stressor at first for me yep. because I'm like, wait, do people really think that I am I should be in this space? Like you battle that, syndrome. right? You little, yeah, yeah. you little, you battle that. But it became very evident. And Sean does a networking dinner every month um, where like we started talking about this and men were like locked in. The yeah. men that want to be there, yeah, right? Yeah, like course, this is course. not for everybody. It no, really it's, is not. it's a very specific, but I think you want that. Yes, you 100%. Don't, you don't want like the half and half. You want the people that are into it. Right. You know? um, so then the stress became like the outline of what the days look like. Because like, the days are a long time. It, it, it sounds like it's longer than it is, though. Like trying to when get you say kids. A, when you say a three-day retreat, right, yeah. it sounds longer. It sounds but like really, forever. But really all it is is you're talking 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. on a Friday. Okay. Then all day Saturday. Saturday's a long, long day. day. It's from 6 a.m. till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. But then Sunday, it's another short day. It's yeah. 6 a.m. till 3 p.m. departure. Got it. So like when you break that down and then you start plugging in your network of individuals who are going to come, Christian Palmer and Diamandi Lingos, you get Joe Girardi, you Got get it. Vincent Maselli. So different days. Different days, right? Yeah. You break You break all this out. Um, then it becomes, okay, well, we got to do a workout. Boom. I'm going to lead these workouts. Okay. Now we're going to do a cold plunge. Sean's going to lead the, you start putting that schedule together. Now that stress starts to, and then you have meals starts so, to subside, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. Then you have to figure out, okay, what does the downtime look like? Getting 20 dudes to shower and change. Like, uh, how big are that? How big are the room? You know, like you have, showers. To, you have to map all that out, but that's just where Steph was great. Jump in the lake. Jump no, in the lake. Figure, right? You've put him in an ice bath. Just hold him down. <laughs> um, CV's coming up with podcast equipment because we're going to do a cool. podcast with Girardi. Like, cool. you know, the, the, all that stuff began to 
cause stress, but as you write it down and you actually see it come together, yeah. stress levels begin to leave. Then it gets really real when you start booking Girardi's flight because Girardi's now in Florida, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, book my car, book my flight, all that stuff. It's the wild. details start it's happening. Wild. Then you have to rely on the people who gave you the commitment in terms of their speaking time, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like, okay, hey, you're on for 10.30 on Saturday. Now in the back of my head, I'm like, I need you on time. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like the confirmation of reaching out like, yeah. hey, look, you know, you're, this is your time slot. And then everybody has been super supportive. Yeah. The sponsors that are coming up and yeah. the, their product, because a, a couple of them are in-kind sponsorships, right? We have a juice company that's coming and they're- What's in-kind mean? In-kind versus money. So they they oh, said, listen, like we're going to provide, provide protein yeah. shakes for the I whole weekend. I prefer that. It's good, but we, you need a mix of both, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you need to cover your costs, but yeah, also yeah. like having uh, Living Juice come and yeah, provide cool. juices for everybody for the whole weekend. That's a great sponsorship, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, are you going to be on time with the juices? And like Sean's figuring out all the food stuff. And yeah, like yeah. there's so many details that are involved in this. Um, and a lot of people like really, really excited too. Yeah. And then also my energy and Sean's energy needs to be on a thousand. Yeah, yeah. You cannot charge people what you're charging and have a bogus event. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's the piece now that I'm so locked into and so excited for. Yeah. Because now once all these BS details have been worked out, yeah. now it's like Dave Regina and Sean, Sean Degnan are going to show up and we're going to show out for you. So what I heard just now, it doesn't seem crazy as far as price mm -hmm. because you laid out how much you're getting for that. Right. I don't know if you did that in the selling of the stuff because you didn't have it all lined up. But the next time you're going to have a very Everything. nice thing that you say, listen, we're going to do all this. And then this is the price, and it's a lot more digestible right. versus just throwing well, a number. So, so the event, it, by the time this airs, already happened. So, like, again, How'd it this, go? This just Did went it go to, well? Tell this me. This just went to the print shop. Um, My ice skating went terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this just went to the print shop, but I want to show, like, okay, so Saturday, right? Yeah. You have 615 cold water therapy. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm out. 730 I'm out. outdoor group workout. 9 a.m. breakfast. 10 shower recharge, 11.30 sound healing and meditation with Gene Gutierrez. This is just Saturday. What's, wait, what's recharge? Are we having snacks? What are we No, getting? no, shower, yeah, shower, snacks, all that stuff. Um, then you go sound healing, meditation. Then at 12.45, you go vitamin B12 injections with Elevate Med Spa. One forty-five. No, bro. It's B like scheduled B12. where people catch their <laughs> B12 injections. with steroids. You want to be brolic or no? I'm just kidding. So, one forty-five lunch and networking. 3.45, outdoor resilience training. 4.45, change for dinner, all black attire for Joe Girardi. Cool. 6.15, building a championship team and thinking like a winner with Joe Girardi. Live podcast. Cool. Then 8 to 10, dinner and cigar networking. So Sick. that's just Saturday, that's right? pretty cool. So the list of events for the three days, it's significant. Yeah. And I don't know how much you would you know pay to go sit in a room, but also there's only 25 guys here. So like, if you want to go talk to Joe Girardi and get a personal question More answered, intimate. Yeah. That's, you're going to so be able I, to do that. The concept is, I think the angle you're taking where it's very specific to men, right? It's a very specific type of event. Like, I like the specificness of it. Right. Like, it's a very, because what you're going to run into and we all run into is the competition, not even competition, but your podcast, now your podcast, is up against other podcasts that are a lot more mm -hmm. uh, large in a sense of like, you know, you have... Alex Hermosi as the, you know what I mean? So right. it's like, how do you compete? Well, it's a very specific, very hands-on, in-person events type. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So it's, I think it's smart to try to differentiate. It was, so, Sean gave me the confidence. So stressful though. You like, even that whole thing, <laughs> it's in lot. my head, I'm like, no thanks. It's a lot. As far as like coordinating it. Dude, and getting yeah. it all built out from scratch. I mean, CV's been in on these conversations. It's wild. Like, it's pretty wild. Getting it built out from scratch, dude. Yeah. It, this, the same way we did the podcast. Remember we did a post like, oh, January 6, 2020, Nose News Podcast is here. Yeah, yeah. Back in October, when Sean and I posted on Instagram, we have a three-day men's elite training event, blah, 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 yeah. wellness, this, that. We didn't have anything. We had oh, a place. Sure. We just yeah. had a place. Yeah, yeah. But there's something to be said about putting the shit out yeah, in the open. pressure. And applying the pressure to yourself. But there was a couple points. I even said to CV, I'm like, CV, I don't know if this one, if we're going to have to extend it. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if this is going through. Then go ahead. Make that first payment to one of the speakers. Yeah. Oh, you're in. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what Once I mean? Once you're financially you're, invested, you're, you're in. in. You're yeah, in. Yeah. Um, so that that's kind of how it all came about. Pretty um, awesome. And again, I, I, I know now. Because just looking at the men that actually signed up, yeah. I, you know, I, I don't yeah. know everybody, yeah. um, but I know a good portion of them. Yeah. It's going to be a great time, man. Well, that's the kind of thing, too, is like you don't need, like you're not, 
you don't have to go the volume route for a lot of this stuff. Like you just need a certain amount of people that are into it. You know, obviously it's not for everyone, like you said. So there's there's certain people that are like, yeah, no thanks. But you don't need them anyway. So it's like. And then also from a financial standpoint, again, there's a lot of cost involved. Yeah. But if you would have told me. Yeah. That you could raise 30, 40, $50,000 by having an event with selling just 25 tickets. Yeah. I would be like, you're effing crazy. Yeah. And the fact that we've got our feet wet. Again, that's not going in our pockets. In the grand scheme of things, too, it's not that expensive compared to the other events. A hundred percent. You go, you see like Grant Cardone events. Oh, it's yeah, a right. fortune. But you get like and you don't I stay never, over. They say I never would have thought that this was a realistic thing. And again, cool. that money's not going in my pocket, believe me. Yeah, yeah. Because you have expenses. But to be able to map this thing out and just through these ticket sales and these sponsorships, yep, yep. that number could be 150000 Oh, depending yeah, the, on how much outreach you do. I mean, the opportunity for growth is there. You, even if you kept it at 25 and just keep upping it every time, if it keeps getting better, then it's like, yeah. Very cool. I, I, I never thought I'd, I'd be in the space, to yeah. be honest with you. You seem fired up, too, and excited. It kind of mix. So what I like is it's very authentic to you right like you're gonna have the cigar element yep. you're gonna have the workout element you're gonna have the speaking element like it's all things that you enjoy and you do anyway right and now you're just sharing it and like making it this you know frankenstein of an event that is like a piece of your brain and i i didn't even think about it like that this episode is brought to you by hudson valley teeth whitening Hudson Valley Teeth Whitening is an experienced teeth whitening salon where you can get up to seven shades lighter with just a 60 or 90 minute session in a professional and relaxing setting. They offer the most superior product coupled with the highest quality of customer service available to get you instant results. Whether you have an important event to attend, such as a wedding, birthday, anniversary, interview, or you are just unhappy with the color of your teeth, this LED light technology Helps whiten your teeth fast and easy. At Hudson Valley Teeth Whitening, they understand how important your smile is to you. And speaking from personal experience, you'll be guided by highly efficient staff in a relaxing environment to reach your desired shade. Let them know you're a friend of Dave's from the No Snooze podcast and connect with them at HudsonValleyTeethWhitening.com or on Instagram at HV Teeth Whitening. Now, back to the epi. I, I'm not drinking, though. Did you know that? I did. So I did dry January. Up. I'm no, not drinking. No. First off, dry January, right? If yeah. you do dry January and then you're getting hammered in February, is it worth it? <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Well, so I just had Chris James on. But I respect On it. the podcast. Let me say that. No, no, no. So I had Chris James on. You, you, we've had open conversations. Oh, I want to start changing my relationship with alcohol. Yeah, which because is good. That's I'll healthy. go a whole week and I don't drink. But then on Saturday, Sunday, I'm, you know, yeah, with uh, the boys. Easy. My thought on all of it now is I think everyone has a unique relationship to all any vice things, whatever you're doing. It's a, there's no right answer for right. one person. So it's now I'm doubling works. up on B12 injections. Hell versus, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> How do we get those? <laughs> no. So, so honestly with the alcohol piece, like now I did the January piece. It's so funny because last week we recorded with Chris James. Chris James basically started with dry January of last year. Didn't feel any benefits until like actually day 30, which kind of is me because the first couple of weeks I'm like, this is dumb. I feel like literally no, no different. Yeah. I just started to feel like I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like my clearer. It's it's a clarity piece. And shout out to mom because she always says that. David, I'm so clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's been five. I've years, heard that. Though. You know, people but, say that. But I'm really feeling something. I can't really identify it yet because I feel like I'm just starting to feel the benefits of not drinking. So it's like, why would I stop? Yeah. Right. So now I just booked a trip out of the country to uh, Curacao. I love how you say everything out of the country. Out of the country. It's just fine. I'm so confused. Um, they were making fun of me before because, do I say confused weird? Confused. Confused. I'm so confused. It's like, I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. It's a new. So I booked a, a trip to Curacao in March. I thought that was a drink. Isn't there blue Curacao? Yes. Isn't that a yeah, drink? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, like I'm going to do, I'll reevaluate drinking then. I don't yeah, think yeah. I'm never going to, I'm going to stop drinking forever. That's not my intention here. Um, but it's like, why would I stop? So anyway, we're going to be offering, like, there'll be some bourbon available for the boys if yeah. they want. But daddy's not drinking. Love daddy's bourbon. having a B12 in his arm with a with a little cigar. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. what. The, some days I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just cut it all out. And then some days I'm like, I really do maybe enjoy I that. Just drink it all. That, yeah, no. And then some days <laughs> I'm like, dichotomy. yeah, I, I enjoy the bourbon. You know? <laughs> exactly. So I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. I, my whole thing with this year is, like, I'm trying to have more fun again. 
because year one was, I think I was just overly stressed all the time. And there was no, there's no um, space to like decompress. Yep. And I'm not saying going out and like, you know, whatever it is, whatever the, you know, going crazy, but even just like, oh yeah, I'll meet someone for lunch. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll go have lunch. Like I can, I can take 30 minutes right. to an hour to catch up with someone, yes. get a little energy from them. And then I'll get back to the crazy day. Mm-hmm. It's like the crazy is going to be there, whether I'm there straight through the day or I take an hour break. So that's where the, the clarification, the, the clarity on, all right, if I'm going to, it's only going to get harder. Right. If that's the case, I have to find something that I can look forward to within the little days where that's time with the kids, watching a movie, time with Dana, time with myself and like going to do a golf simulate, like mm-hmm. things that I would just say no to last year because I'm like, I have to make it. I have to make it. But then it wasn't healthy because I was just always like wound up. Yep. You know, any new um, any new tactics in terms of in terms of how you like prioritize your. Everything. Your time, yeah. It's tough. It's, I was explaining to someone, I'm like, what they don't tell you when you start a business is it never gets easier. Your processes just get more stressed. Like in the theory, yes, you can sell more expensive homes um, and do the same amount of volume. But reality is it's not a linear growth like that. So you're probably going to be selling, you know, 50% more the following year if you're growing. And if that's the case, those processes sometimes fall apart quickly because mm-hmm. you're like, I, how do I show every property of, mm-hmm. you know, five listings in one week? So what was the original question? Um, <laughs> how, how have you, any new, any new strategies, strategies. or tactics for prioritizing your time? So. And especially I, now that you've chopped yeah. one major, like yeah. with the podcast, losing the podcast, that's definitely helpful in terms of yeah, priority. Yeah, but then I'm adding things, right? right. So like. I don't want to go into too much detail, but we're probably going to add an app at some point awesome. this year. Um, but I found the right person to lead it to that. so that it's not all on me to figure it out. So I would say I try to have structure as far as like, all right, I'm not going to be showing properties prior to 11 a.m. because I need to get all my calls, keep my deals moving forward. All the important money-making activities need to be done early because as the day goes on, you get more reactive. Obviously, if I have an inspection or something that's a money-making activity, I adjust that all. But, you know, Monday, Wednesdays are typically in the office, and that's why I'm not dressed because Tuesday, Thursdays are open houses. I'm trying not to show properties uh, when the kids are awake. So from 5 to 8.30, I try not to show anything. 5 a.m.? I don't think anything. 5 p.m. Oh, 5 p.m. Oh. to 8.30. I was going to say, I don't think that's a normal time to People have requested. I've shown at 8 a.m., 7.30 in the morning. So, like, I try to, when the kids are home, from whatever, or awake, so say whatever, in the morning up until 9 a.m., try not to do anything. And then at night from 5 till 8.30, try not to do any showings. Never works out perfectly, but like Wednesday today, the the kids go to the in-laws, so like I will pick up either a date night with Dana or I'll show something at night because mm-hmm. I know they're not home. So like the tactic is just I'm trying to make my schedule less stressful and not just over cram things just for the sake of cramming them and being more thoughtful of when stuff lands. So like if I have listing appointments, I'll try to land one a day so I can get them all done versus having three in one day right. just because I can. Mm-hmm. You know, all right, well, I could do it tomorrow at five, but I really need this. Not, thinking through, you don't just, you know, when you just book an appointment mm-hmm. and then you're like, how the hell am I going to get this done? Right. I'm in my head first thinking, how do I get this done? And then book the appointment. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Um. You know, working out of the house is hard. It's nice because I can go back in the office from 9 to 12 at night and not feel like I'm... That's tough, though. It's a lot. I don't know how you do that. I have coffees at 9 p.m. because I'm like, I have to knock out this report by tomorrow. And then you you throw on top of it, it's rare I get a good night's sleep. So you're going to bed at midnight and then you're having a terrible night's sleep and you're up at whatever, 5.36, 7, whatever it is. But I've come to the realization like that's what it is. And my solace is I think to myself, if I can get through this when growing a family and still growing the company, like by the time it gets easier, I'm going to be a machine. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it is what it is. I was, first year, I was kind of stressed and wrapped up in it and overthinking like, wow, you had no sleep and you have to go do a listing appointment and like, you're going to be like jittery and this and that. Whereas now I'm like, just do it. Like figure it out. You've done it. Mm -hmm. It's been a year of this and it's so. Um, 
So working at home has been tough. I enjoy it. The 9 and 12 is good. The big step this year is to get a physical location with the team, ideally a building, and I'm targeting Byram because I think Byram is the last location that is somewhat reasonable still that I can make a stamp on as far as turning over the market. So what I'm trying to do is get a building with Mike Perley Grants Real Estate in it, but as an investment, have some type of kitchen. Instead of doing pop-ups elsewhere, having pop-ups out of my office so I could tell people, hey, you make donuts, come out Saturday. I'll tell everyone, hey, from 10 to 12 donuts at the office, come by. It's a guy from Brooklyn. We're testing the market for him um, where I can control that. Mm -hmm. It's a contact with the person, and it's kind of fun. I can have the kids to my office from that time, and they could be a part of the excitement. Um, But being boots on the ground, like you're saying, and shaking hands and networking – I want to be in the community so that when the opportunities come up, I can be involved, A, in the investment side personally uh, for my clients, and then also put like a case study together of like, listen, I made a video two years ago that I said, Byram's going to be the Brooklyn of Greenwich. I put my money where I'm out, I bought a building, and now we've sold X amount of properties in this area of town, and we've turned the market over, and it's like the most popular place in Greenwich as far as investment. Mm. To then upgrade to that next level where maybe someone comes to me that has a, a good amount of money and says, I want you to replicate this in another area, or I want you to add to what you're doing here. So there's, it's a big chess move that I'm trying to get done this year, but it's going to be the hardest year ever because now we have two kids in daycare. You know, I'm running my own company, all those expenses. We have, we have a restaurant guy, Kyle, that we partnered with. That's kind of the commercial. He's like my commercial arm that I'm helping build out with mm-hmm. him. I have Greg. So that's one. Greg, who's like admin, part-time real estate broker kind of strategy with me on the residential side. He does other stuff too, but that's kind of the general. We have social media where she's part-time, but she's like all in. We have um, Ashley. We have uh, Chris, who's the video guy, who's all in, but he's part-time. And then I'm adding either as a partner collaborator a app website kind of person to kind of see that so we have six or seven people that we're working with Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day the numbers we're coming out with are solely driven by me so it's like if we're not doing well there's no one to point a finger to you know or it's like they don't have their marching orders there's nothing oh man you you're you're a visionary my brother you always have been so, and, you know, I'm always, always rooting for you, always in your corner. The problem is, um, like you said, you put it in public mm-hmm. and then you're like, Hold, how am I going to go do this? You know, well, it's funny because people only go off of what they see, too. Right. Yeah, so until yeah. you hear all of the things behind the scene that you're already taking action on, <laughs> you, nobody knows that. Right. But that's why content is so important, because yeah. it keeps you relevant with your vision. Yeah. You know, for all of us, like yeah. we can have all these great ideas. But if we're not putting that out there, like two yeah. years ago, you put out a great video. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you're taking all the steps that you can connect that video from two years ago and be like, look, I bought this fucking building. I did this. I did that. Well, it's, it's, all, it's all storytelling. So the magic of like even this podcast is someone can go back to episode one mm-hmm. and be like, wow, they came a really long way. And then they could either find inspiration from it. They can just enjoy being a part of it and be like, I people like to discover things. Right. So like part of the magic of what I'm trying to do and what you're doing here as well is like telling the narrative of a, not a rags to riches, but a growth and like a success story. Right. Because everyone loves to follow a success story and mm-hmm. feel like they contributed to it. You know, so that's mm-hmm. the lens I try to keep everything I'm doing is like the people that have been rocking with you from the beginning, those are your diehard people. Yes. That like they enjoy telling people, yeah, I used to listen to them when they were like nothing. Yes. You know, or I watched him do the food show when like no one knew who he was and now mm-hmm. he's everywhere, you know. So that's fun. I like that. That's a good part of it. And I think it's hilarious when people are like, oh, you're the food guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know even people still like no snooze. And yep, yep. it's a fun little. Um, but it's the pressures of creating something out of nothing, as you guys know. There are no rules. There's no game plan. So it's a lot of mental energy mm-hmm. to figure out what direction you want to take something and then commit to it and then trust that it's the right direction. Right. And knowing when to switch. If you even switch. If you switch. Yeah. Yep. You know? So, sorry I interrupted you. That was my last No, thought. I like it, man. Listen, I, I, want you, I want you back every couple months, man. 
I, I like the uh, this is I the like other the thing strategy wise. I I'm trying not to overcommit to things because <laughs> I say yes to everything and then yeah. I'm like, how the hell? Like last week was wild. I said yes to basically all the events everything. and I did it all. Yeah. But at the end of the week, I was like, holy hell. No, it's week. just good to it's, uh, obviously we'll we'll get lunch and stuff, but. It's uh, it's good to catch up in this yeah. in this yeah. format, man. I appreciate I, you guys having me. You know, sometimes you have a little breakup, and then all of a sudden it's like go to hell. <laughs> go to hell. No, you guys listen. have been very gracious about all of it, which I appreciate. Always, man, and we're always rooting for you. We're always in your corner. Likewise. Um, good luck at the event. I know it's happened technically, you, but you know, <laughs> oh, it's done. It's make sure the B twelve doesn't get mixed up with some other stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, listen, man. Or maybe do it. People be like, I have the best work of my life. <laughs> Injecting C four into yeah. people. It's optional. Uh, it's like B twelve or <laughs> or you want the good stuff yeah um do you remember our closeout man can, can i put you on the spot here yeah, I've, see, I've listened cv has done a great job so as a guest i will respectfully decline you decline and let him rock with okay it. you All know right. it doesn't feel right <laughs> it doesn't you know feel what I mean? right michael pirelli i'm very grateful wait wait, wait, wait. i'm more than I'm happy very... to, to let you rock no, out no, one no, more no. time listen but good old you know i feel like it's a passing of the torch like the i watched is do you remember your lines yeah, I, don't, that was I, don't, a... I don't i watched rick flair's documentary last night before bed nature boy i don't know uh, oh, that's yeah you don't know who that is no oh my god oh this guy he was a wrestler i'm, yes, I'm done hey. that's enough wwf uh back in the day no there, it's something poetic about passing the torch it's okay. nice you right. did so your the torch has been passed not that i'm like this big but you feel like you did your part and it's moving on without you and air bud Go play Go basketball. Play. <laughs> Guys, whether you listen to one episode or 176 with Michael, the show, Pirelli, we're very grateful for you guys. Keep sharing the show. We're continuing to grow because of you, and we, again, are very grateful for you. As always, you can shop the latest merch at nosnoozeshop.com. And until next time, stop snoozing. Get up and get after it. Michael, the show he is did. back, nice baby. He did. Very nice. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's another Epi in the Books. You can follow us on Instagram at Most News Podcast and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to us. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Most News. Shop the latest merch at NoSnoozShop.com. Come on.